0: Hi, and welcome to I Don't Know Much Podcast. This episode is going to be all about running, what the physical, mental, and social benefits are, how to get started, and then even how to turn it into something that benefits your community. And who better to join me in speaking about this than Artie Menon, Doug Barker, and Maddie Booth. Not only are they runners, but they are also all co founders of a virtual charity run called Run to Give that helps connect you to your local community and get active. We will discuss more about this virtual charity run, but let's get started. I don't know much, but I do know about running. Okay. Uh, hi, Doug, Artie, and Maddie. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, So before we get started into the questions, how about I get you all to introduce yourselves so that we can associate names and voices and then we'll get into our discussion.
1: Sounds good. I can start. Um, my name's Artie, and I just graduated from U of T in industrial engineering, and now I'm working in media operations excellence, aside from working for, with Run to Give. I can go next. Um, I'm Maddie. I am working in like the entertainment world um, as a makeup artist or working as talent as well. I'm still at Ryerson, actually, or TMU, finishing my marketing degree.
2: Nice. Uh, my name is Doug. And I'm a graduate from the University of Waterloo, studied environment and business, focused mostly on sustainable development and entrepreneurship, and currently working at a venture capital firm in Toronto where I do investor relations for a couple publicly traded companies um, and manage origination and deal flow here. So, yeah, excited to be on. Uh, Thank you again for having us, Miranda.
0: Yeah. um, Thanks everyone for introducing yourself. I love that you all have very different backgrounds and you've kind of um, come together and started this uh, virtual charity run that is really great. And we're going to get into that in a bit. So today we're speaking about running for exercise. Um, And could you all kind of give me a sense of how you got into running personally in the first place and maybe what running is to you? Um,
1: I think so. I personally got into running At early pandemic I've ran like during high school but kind of just because I had to like for class or whatever it was and then I kind of realized like running is actually pretty hard once I started picking it up again and I actually started because Doug started running and he was kind of posting about his runs and we didn't have much to do at that time and there wasn't anything open so it was kind of perfect timing to start that so yeah I just I think it was a good time that everyone was starting together, and I think that was very motivating for me, so that's when I started. I honestly have a similar story to Artie as well. I ran and stuff during high school. I did cross country when my mom forced me to, but I didn't really run for a while either, and then throughout the pandemic, literally, like, Artie and Doug started posting on, like, Nike Run Club, and I was like, I want to be part of that, so that's when I started back up, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going three for three on that. Uh, the pandemic is definitely what got me into running. Gyms were closed. Uh, it was really just an awesome way to get out of the house um, and stay active. So I sort of continued with it. It's a great way, I think, to manage stress. Um, and I think it's something you can always count on. Uh, you're, you're always out there able to go crush some concrete. So um, that's sort of how I I use it.
0: Yeah, and I think a big part of also my Running Journey has also been through you as well and seeing everyone um, running and participating and posting on social media and it just makes you want to be part of it because you also kind of want to get out of the house and and do these things that will make you more physically active. And if we're going to like sit down and define running, um, running is considered a vigorous intensity physical activity, which means it's like greater than six metabolic equivalents. And that basically just means like you can't really have a conversation when you're doing it. Um, the activity and it actually includes slow jogging so I really love that about running because it's kind of like any level um, is really good for you and is considered this vigorous intensity exercise and it can be kind of in any sphere that you want it like if you run for a little bit and walk like I just I love that it's kind of anything you want it to be so speaking about um, kind of why you've continued running and how it's benefited you. How has it kind of positively impacted um, you physically, mentally, socially? Um, I think, Doug, you were getting at some of the like mental health aspects of it, which is really important.
2: Yeah, I I guess I'll start with this. Um, I think it also goes back into sort of what you had mentioned. I mean, physically, there's obvious benefits. I'm a huge VO2 maxist, so... I'm, uh, I really like seeing what your VO2 max levels are at, uh, just overall cardiovascular health on that side. So physically, it definitely helped me get into better shape. Um, mentally, I, I sort of alluded to it. I think it's great for clearing your head. And then social aspect. I mean, runners tend to find other runners. It's great when you can sort of connect over a common goal. Um, go out for runs together, no matter what speed you guys are gals are at and just sort of go and have fun. I think the three main aspects there are just really awesome.
1: Yeah, I think, and they kind of like all follow each other naturally. So you see the physical benefit maybe a little bit later, but immediately when you do run, like for me, I feel just my head is really clear. I can be a lot more productive during the day or like at night, it'll make me more motivated for the next day. So I found that a lot to be when I was consistently running, I could consistently have more productive days and actually find more time to socialize which is something that you kind of are like I don't want to like spend an hour running because I want to do this but it kind of allows you to do more in your days what I found for myself which makes me just feel overall a lot better yeah and I feel like also like once you run 5k for example or once you run 3k like you know that you can do it again but it's like very much a mental game with yourself to like get yourself motivated to do it so whenever I do finish like a 5k now it's not like I haven't run it like 50 other times it's just if that's the only thing I did in my day for example I like feel more accomplished I feel better um throughout the pandemic too I went on like a little bit of a fitness journey and like running really helps with me um feeling more confident in myself like physically and then yeah mentally just it's like 30 minutes for example for a 5k and like it's you're just focusing on that so it's a really good way to just kind of clear your mind
0: yeah I I have to agree with especially feeling better physically about yourself and even kind of being able knowing mentally that oh yeah I'm able to run one kilometer nonstop. I think is is just really nice and compared to like before the pandemic, I was nowhere near that. And so kind of just being able to know, like, that's something I can do now um, and feel good about it, I think helps me also mentally. And then I think, Maddie, you were also talking about it before, like, everyone posting on Nike Run Club their runs. I think that also was a big part of me really enjoying running because it was, like, I able to see how other people will do- were doing, but then not really focus on it as this like really comparable thing like I, I wasn't really trying to compare myself to other runners because i felt like I, it, everyone's so different right and like i feel like I, we all just run so differently that it's 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 not as much of a mental comparison game i've kind of found yeah
1: i think it's more of a motivation if anything it's like they went on a run today so like I can go on a run today rather than seeing like how fast they went or how far they ran. Mm -hmm.
0: And then Doug, you were talking about how it's good for like cardiovascular health. And that's actually super true. And runners have a, um, let me find it. So when we, they have 30 to 45% lower risk of like all cause mortality and, um, cardiovascular disease related mortality is reduced 45 to 70% in runners. So it's just a really good thing to, to start doing. Okay. Um, so is there anything that you kind of had to learn to cope with run running, like staying motivated or injuries or soreness and like that you could give any advice on? Um, I think like, for me,
1: like I was talking about before, it's like such a mental game. Like I know I can run 5k even like last year when I ran the 10, like, I didn't even think I was going to be able to do that, but like I did do it. So it's, it's really like hard. Some days I would find to, you know, like run one K and be like, Oh, like I couldn't possibly run like the next four or like some days I just like bang out a five K and it's totally fine. So I think for me, it's, it's like the motivation to keep going some days when it's like really hard. Um, Physically, obviously, like if you're not running properly, like there can be a lot of issues with that too. And I actually had an injury from that in the first year. Um, but I just find it's like the mental game that's really hard. So you like really have to tell yourself, you know, like you can run that like last K or you can run, you know, you can run 3K again. Like it's not like you haven't done it before. Um, so I find that's my biggest struggle, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with the motivation factor because as many good days as you can have you could have a couple bad runs it might not you might not have reached the goal that you were planning to or whatever you had set out to for that day but and it might kind of make you demotivated to continue but as far as my experience as if I get through that little like hump of not being motivated to go out it only gets better after that and it's so quick to see results to get better once you restart even so It's definitely hard though, to motivate yourself to just go outside. It's also, I find like weather dependent is kind of hard. Like some days when you have the motivation, it's not the right weather. So that is a little aspect of running that is a little bit frustrating sometimes as you have to consider a couple external features. So
2: yeah, I think you both brought up really good points of sort of the mental side. Um, I feel like running is really good benchmark in terms of you know, Miranda, you just alluded to your 1K. Um, if you know you can go out and do something pretty tough, I think it it sort of follows in life of other things that, at least for myself, I, I make comparisons to. If I go, you know, I know I can go out and run, say, 10K, and that was a, a really good challenge, then it sort of de- uh, devalues, I'd say, other tough things in my life where I, I just go, oh, you know what? Because I did that, I know I've been through tough things, I can go do that. I think everybody's relationship with running is, is pretty different at the beginning. I think it's extremely challenging to get into, but you go from hating it to loving it very quickly. Maddie had just sort of mentioned she got an injury from running, and I think that's also something that happens. You know, you start running, you start really liking it, you get injured, take a bit of time off, and then very quickly, it feels like you're starting from scratch again. Um, again, I think when it comes to coping, it's just impressive it's important to listen to your body. Uh, I've got a friend out in Vancouver, Mitch Bonacorso. He preaches zone two, which is keeping your heart rate um, sort of low and just, you know, grinding through it. Don't go out there and try and kill yourself. Just um, log kilometers and, and reap the benefits from taking it easy. I think that's sort of my side on it.
0: I think that's really great. And yeah, it's like, you don't want to push yourself too, too hard. Like when you're doing that kind of low lower intensity your heart rate's a bit lower you're still getting a lot of those physical benefits and then you feel good too um but so kind of speaking about um you mentioned getting started is really hard how would you all recommend that someone might get started with running at all
1: i think like the biggest thing with it is like don't go out there and be like i haven't run yeah. Like, let me run a 5k. Like it's like really more about like starting off small and like making those like benchmarks, like you were talking about, like now I can run 1k without stopping. Like, and don't get discouraged by that because it is hard. Like it's not an easy thing to just go out and run 5k, especially if you haven't run it before. So like, I always tell people to start off like maybe two runs in like the first week or like for the first month, do two runs every week and just run 1k. Like that's it. Like just those two runs just go out there. I'm gonna run one K. And then like next one, switch it up, like try to run two or like whatever. And like, cause I find like a lot of people are just like, Oh, I can't do that. Like I can't possibly run five. Like I can't possibly run a 10K. And like I thought that too. I was like, I can't run five. Like, even when we started the run, I was like, I can't run five K. Like, I don't know what I think I'm doing, like trying to motivate other people to run five K. Um, but yeah, just start off slow and then like once you again, like once you notice, like, oh, I can run like one, like. And then you push it to one and a half or two. Like it's a, it is like a really exciting moment I found personally. Um, But yeah, I just think start off slow and like build it up from there. I think I agree. I think like the biggest like way to start is to just do it, like not think about it because I think you can think yourself out of doing anything. So just to go out and run, like even if you don't set a specific goal of 1k, like just go and run as much as you can and then, you don't have to necessarily stop, Like you can walk and then run again. Like you were saying, you can kind of make it whatever is your own. And I think there's like a big imposter syndrome with running, especially when a lot of people are posting their runs and everyone's kind of showing how far they've run. It's great to see and great to motivate people, but sometimes you get the wrong impression that everyone's like, it's so easy for everyone to run. Like, you don't know, like after they ran their 5k, like how hard that 5k was or how many times they like stopped in between or anything. So I think it's important not to fall under that imposter syndrome and just do it yourself and at your own pace and just keep going as it feels right for you. Because if you push yourself, you're not going to like it. And it's not going to last long.
2: Yeah. I think both of you sort of touched on the main pieces. Um, I think it's important also to just keep showing up Um, when you sort of try and set this goal, just Maddie said it, go out, do what you can and then just sort of keep building off of it. I think, it's really important to find a a trail that you like or a path that you really like, maybe build a playlist of, of good music. Um, And I don't know, I've always just sort of used it as um, something I knew I was going to do that day so that it would help clear my mind. Um, And that's sort of how I got the best relationship with it. But I think if you try and look at it from a, a far lens of, Oh, this is really tough. This is running. Like I already said, you'll you'll talk yourself out of doing it. Um, but once you actually get out there, it's not as scary as it seems.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you all bring up really good points. And something I just want to mention too is that, like you said, like finding a good path, building a playlist, these are things that you really – start to enjoy about preparing for a run. And I've found that I really enjoy that aspect of it, being able to curate it into something that's going to be a really good experience. And I also love that it's very, and it's a very accessible sport. Yeah. Uh, most people have a good pair of running shoes and um, when the weather's tolerable, be able to go outside and do whatever distance walk run that you think is that you want yeah. to I think think that that music
1: part also we kind of added to our social aspect because I know when we first started all running well I know like Miranda and I would run during the pandemic together and she'd be like oh like I made this new playlist like check it out like maybe you'll get like your highest like your personal best for this kilometer because like I love to run to the song so it just like also adds that with all your friends that are running too which is kind of cool yeah I got all my play running playlists from Doug
2: actually
0: (laughs) I remember I'll the, need to check one of those the out. First time he sent me one of them,
1: I was like, "That was my best run
2: yeah. ever." <laughs> yeah, what was that? It was the I think run tropics? Was, uh,
1: yeah,
2: run tropics. Yeah, got it. I don't know. You can envision yourself running on a beach anywhere. If you listen I to love it. That. Get
1: those on, uh, get those on Spotify.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, we'll put I mean, it in the
0: description. Yeah. Apple Music
2: though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so now I kind of want to get into why we're here all together. Um, And yeah, so let's talk about the cream of the crop. What is Run to Give? We've said this kind of word a lot throughout this podcast so far. So let's actually define it for the audience.
2: I've got our tagline here, (laughs) uh, which is essentially Run to Give is an annual charity run that helps raise funds and awareness for Toronto based charities. Uh, while keeping people active. I think that's uh, all three, those sort of go into three pieces, annual charity run, uh, raising money for charity. I guess those are sort of the same pieces uh, while keeping people active. And I think that helps build a community um, and and get people involved. But Madi, if you want to dive into some more of the specifics around it, that's probably good. I think that
1: statement kind of encompasses what we strive for each year but basically it's a virtual charity run so as much as it's um like it's sorry it's an annual charity run but it is virtual so it's adding that accessibility aspect to it a lot of people don't like to be seen while they're running or they kind of want to run at their own pace again with no judgment so I think the goal of keeping people active is also giving them that security and that kind of like way to do it on their own um, and still finish a run because a lot of people won't sign up for runs if they know that they have to do it with a bunch of people so I think that's something that's very special about our run and we pick a different charity every year and that's also what Doug was touching on so they're all local Toronto charities so that's also something that's very important to us to pick something that is in front of us and that we can see the benefits of yeah we always wanted to pick something that like each year was relevant so like the first year that we started it we had a charity that was based around the pandemic and like helping the frontline workers last year we did mental health awareness and this year is for um children and their families with cancer um so yeah we just honestly pick we don't have like a specific way of picking our charities besides just like something that's relevant something that like people can relate to Something that people want to get involved with, like all of our friends that have always been involved every year, um, and any new people that come in. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like trying to think in my mind how to say this. <laughs> um, but regardless, like we just want to get people involved. We want people that like uh, are based in the Toronto area, like helping out in their community locally. Um, And yeah, like the virtual part of it too, like we were always hoping for it to kind of keep growing. So like people from anywhere in Canada could kind of join or just like around Ontario um, as well. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, and let's like, I kind of want to define this idea of like a virtual cherry run, because I think it's kind of a bit, a bit more novel. So basically you can run at any time of the day on a specific day that you designate as the run day. um, And people that participate are basically a part of this that and that's being part of this virtual charity run yeah correct yeah okay I just wanted to make sure um we could define that
2: I think what's cool about that is I mean it it first was because of COVID we were we saw sort of thought you know you can't bring together 200 people right right now um and I think we almost I feel like it may have happened by accident that it has now become an, an accessible piece Mm -hmm. where it is really fun and for our point of view too it you know the build-up is all the way to the run date and then it's sort of that day you get to watch it all unfold where you know 100 posts on people's stories get get put up and that's a really fun and i i think the most rewarding piece to actually see it all come to fruition that's that's what i like about the virtual side um, I guess you could see, see that if it was all in person too, but being able to do it from anywhere in the world, um, is, is sort yeah. of
0: fun. Yeah. super convenient.
1: Yeah. It's cool too, because like a lot of people that sign up for the run kind of like sign up in groups a little bit. So like some people will run together and do like a little group run or some people will just run on their own, whatever, like they're more comfortable with, but it does kind of build like a little community, which is nice. And I think, yeah. Sorry, just based off of what Doug was saying, it it did kind of happen by accident. And I think that we saw the benefits of doing it virtually afterwards and kind of like throughout the time we've been doing it, which is kind of cool, too, um, that we can see that there's either people that are running in their groups together or people that are so happy that they got to do it by themselves and run at their own pace and finish it for the first time because they've never signed up for runs that are in person. So it definitely was like a a happy coincidence. So. (laughs)
0: mm mm-hmm. So kind of going into that, you were all friends, all runners, all experiencing running. What was kind of the the inspiration behind actually starting this virtual charity run and what made you think like, oh yeah, we're going to turn this into something where multiple people can join um, and it's not going to be something that's just us and we're going to run with multiple people, give up multiple people the opportunity to be a part of it. I
1: think like, honestly, obviously knowing Doug and Artie super well. Um, we all have like a very similar like involvement in our community with our friends. Like we're all very like motivated to do kinds of things like this. So like Artie and I have worked on events before together. You know, Doug's always been very involved like in doing events at Waterloo and like there was university and stuff. So that was always like very easy for us. Like that wasn't the hard part. We just like, again, Doug and Artie were running before I was running during the pandemic, so they kind of started that and Artie had the idea to do, like, a little run with our friends. Like, we, we're not like planning on making it anything big by any means, um, so it was going to be just, like, whoever wanted to join, let's see if we can raise, like, <clears throat> like $1,000 for a charity, like, let's see what we can do with this. And then I had the idea to just put this charity behind it that actually my brother's girlfriend was doing all of the design work for. And at the time, the charity was uh, called Meals to Heal. I don't think that they're around anymore, but um, they were basically purchasing meals from local Toronto businesses, like trying to keep them afloat during the pandemic and then bringing them to the frontline workers as a thank you. Um, so she was working closely with them. I did a couple of jobs for them at the hospitals, downtown Toronto. Um, so I was like, let's just put this charity behind it. Like, let's see what we can do with this. And then Doug came on and he was kind of like, I feel like we can make this bigger than like what we were planning on making it. Um, so the first year we raised, uh, $8,000 for that charity. We had like 150 people run, I think might've been a little bit less than that. Um, And then from there, we were just kind of like, wow, like we really did that. That's cool. Like we pulled all that together in like a month. (laughs) So that was awesome. And it was really nice to see like a ton of people get out running for that, like start running because of that, which was really motivating for us. So then last year we were like, let's, let's push it a little bit bigger. Like, let's see what we can do with this. Let's find a different charity. And I think I had made like a post on Instagram or something, trying to find like a next charity uh, for last year. And then we landed on Stella's Place, which is a uh, charity downtown Toronto that gives free mental health help to young adults. So uh, at this point, obviously, like mental health was a massive thing during the pandemic. Like that was very much a mental struggle for a lot of people, myself included. And like I personally knew how much, you know, counseling can be, how much therapy can be um, and how it's very unaffordable for a lot of people. So we decided that was a great charity last year. Um, So we raised 25K for them. And again, each year it's just obviously grown. So it's been like even more motivating for us um, to see it, it like expand. So yeah, like the reason we started it honestly was just like the running aspect of it started throughout the pandemic. And then we all just kind of had the idea to kind of make it a little bit bigger than like we had originally thought it to be um and it's just something that we like doing honestly like seeing for example last year we I think funded like 300 therapy sessions um for young adults in Toronto so like thinking just even like one of those sessions like really helps someone is like something that's always been really exciting and motivating for me specifically um so we just we just like making a difference like getting people involved like this is something that I feel like a lot of our friends, for example, are like, people that get involved, like, probably this is, like, one of the only things they do throughout the year that, like, really gets them involved in the community and, like, and that they really, like, enjoy doing as well. So, yeah, it's just been something that, like, we're all really proud about and, con- like, continuing it is. Like, we don't plan on stopping anytime soon, so, yeah. I kind of rambled on there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that was great. I think it's really nice that we, you kind of have these direct, you can exactly know how many sessions that your work funded. And I think that that's really great because that also kind of allows people that are participating and donating to see that, oh, what I'm doing actually has an effect and it's benefiting people and I like that it's been different charities and it's kind of touching on really important topics for the time, um, of year and like what's going on. So I think that that's, um, that's been personally great as someone who's participated in the run. Um, I think that that's been so, so, so amazing about it. Yeah, for sure. And I think like
1: also too, like, it's really nice to see that, um, like if you know any, like all three of us personally, like, in the run, like there's little pieces of all of us in it, like from, I don't know, whatever other jobs we've worked or whatever, like any of our giveaways, any of our sponsorships that we have in our run kits. Um, so it is really like a team effort and like all three of us have really put a lot of time um, and effort into this. So, uh, it's just like our own little baby at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that I know we've kind of touched on this a little bit too, but I think that the unique part, not only being virtual, but like we do like put a big emphasis on growing our running community, not just to raise money. So it's kind of a double-edged, like it's helping two parties here. Like we really do care about growing our running community and helping other people see the benefits of running on top of doing it for a good cause. So I think that's something that we really enjoy also is not only for our own motivation, but just to help everyone see what running can do for them and share by sharing like how it's helped us. And also by saying like, you're also helping an amazing cause by doing it. So that's something I also enjoy about doing the run.
0: Um, And I kind of want to, we kind of spoke about community a lot. And I think it's great that you have people interact with your community, not just with the charity um, that you're involved with, because you do a lot of giveaways and a lot of you're sponsored by a lot of different um, Toronto based or Canada based companies. And I think that that's great because you kind of do these giveaways and allows people to see um, some other companies that are in the area. And so I think that's also a really great part of it. And then that also kind of gets people motivated and, um, inter more people interacting with kind of your page and then getting into the running aspect.
1: Yeah. We have honestly had a lot of great like local company sponsor, which has been really helpful for us as well. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're not just signing up for this run. You're signing up, you're signing up for, like so many different aspects throughout, like Doug was mentioning, the build up to the run, like it really is a great build up. Um, but kind of speaking about, you don't plan on stopping anytime soon. What are your kind of current and future goals, maybe for the run that you have going on this year, and then kind of for upcoming years?
2: Um, yeah, this is something I think that we probably should have all spoke about a little bit more. But I also think it sort of speaks to the way that we organize things. I feel like we're, um, I don't, there's definitely probably an analogy for it, but if I were to say something, I would say it's sort of chaotically organized um, (laughs) where we maybe don't know what's going on, but we, you know, maybe you've got four pots all simmering or boiling and you're sort of checking different burners. Um, For me, at least, I think it's, it's just cool because every year you get to see something new. Um, So I think in terms of the future goals, as long as we all enjoy doing it, I I think we just keep going and, you know, it's kind of crazy. We just, I'm pretty sure we just recently broke $50,000 raised um, in total for Toronto based communities. And that's, I think sometimes you get disassociated with um, the difference that you're making. So you know, when Maddie mentions that last year 300 kids get the opportunity or 300 young adults get the opportunity to, you know, sit in front of help that they need, that's amazing. And I I think that say we do this for 10 more years, it's when we get to look back and go, wow, we started that when we were, you know, 21 years old. I think that'll be, that's what I'm most excited for is, you know, future Maddie, Doug, and Artie all sitting around and be like, wow, I, I can't believe we started this that long ago. And, and look how much um, we've been able to do. And then one final piece on, on my thought process, I think it's also awesome to introduce other people to each other. Um, I think it's it's been so cool to see, you know, as you grow, you create different friend groups as well. And sort of bringing those friend groups to meet your other friends, friend groups. Um, I mean, I've met so many of both Maddie and Artie's friends because of this. And it's like, Oh, you also organize run to give with Artie and Maddie. It's like, yeah. And everybody who's really close to you knows how important it is to you. So I think it's, it's just such a fun conversation starter. um, And and something that, you know, is, is out there and also gives people the opportunity to get involved without taking on the um, work or extra stuff that comes with planning it so yeah those are sort of my 10 cents yeah on
1: i agree with everything that doug just said but i think most importantly just like as long as we are like continuing to check in with each other to say like are we still like good with this like is this too much or is this too little like we all do do a lot of other things in our lives and we still find time to prioritize rent to give and because we do love it so if that part is gone then it kind of will lose what it has. And I think that we do kind of every year set our goals for that year and see whether it's like a soft goal or a hard goal of expanding or just like anything that we see as a goal. So I think that's kind of how we approach it is year by year, depending also on what charity we're um, going for, which is a big part of how we're going to expand. But I think that going forward, I think we wanted to see like every year, like does the new charity every year work for us and different things that we didn't really think about when we first started. So I think by now we can confirm that we do like picking a new charity every year. So whether that starts being in different places organically based on where our actual community changes to or people who sign up, if there's a big audience in a certain city, like if we wanna start picking a charity there, like I think those are things that we could continue to look into but I think as Doug said it is pretty chaotically organized so year by year we'll see like how things go but as long as we're doing what we're doing we like doing it I think we're all good yeah I I feel like too like how we had mentioned before like it's not always about like the next year raising like this much more money because really again we're picking charities that are like smaller for the most part or just like when we're donating like 25k for example or like even the 8,000 that we donated that like that's actually going to make like a real difference for them and like the people that they support rather than like picking a massive charity that already gets like a ton of funding like we always wanted it to like the money and like the work that we're putting into like uh build that um donation is like really being used for something that people are gonna like receive like whatever help that they are getting from that charity and like really actually see the money make a difference so it's not necessarily about like we would love to grow like don't get me wrong but it's not necessarily just about that it's more just like actually making the difference and like seeing the difference that we're making um when like when we're picking our charity like for next year for example um that's like really kind of like the criteria that we have for it yeah. And I also think that picking a new charity also kind of gives you a win every year, all like automatically, because you're raising awareness for a different charity that like most of the time we haven't heard of before. So it's just, that's a win in itself for us is if someone feels connected to that specific charity and that starts being the charity that they support aside from rent to give, like that's huge for us too.
0: Yeah. I think that is also great. And I think it gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of upcoming years, um, and not kind of putting yourself in this box, um, while you have this kind of chaotic, um, thing. I think it allows a lot of that flexibility. This is a question that I didn't prepare you for, but I'm just curious if you personally have any running goals that you are aiming to meet either this year's run or like future, anytime future. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I honestly was so content with my
1: 10k last year I have not run it again but I would love to run like a half marathon I really would um I was planning on like hopefully training for that this year but kind of fell off a little bit so I think eventually I would love to be able to run like a half marathon or a marathon but right now I'm gonna stick to my five Ks. (laughs) I don't have a specific goal right now I think just to be able to do the 10 K again by the run is like, if I meet my last year's time, that'll be more than enough for me. But I think like, for me, I don't really strive for a lower time anymore. Or Sorry, not lower time. a more, a further distance anymore. Like 10 K is good for me, but um, yeah, just like to continue to better my time.
2: Yeah. I think uh, I don't know if I have any goals either. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a tough question. I don't know if when I say I don't have any goals, it almost makes me feel yeah. uh, bad. Maybe I should have a goal for running. Um, I don't know. I after I ran uh, the marathon with Ryan Douglas last year, everybody asked, so oh, when are you doing your next marathon? When are you doing your next?" And the only analogy I could give is imagine eating a huge dinner, and somebody asks you what you want for dinner tomorrow. It's it's sort of tough to answer. <laughs> I think running for me has become more of, um, more of a safe haven slash, you know, I don't actually know if I love it for the sport as much as I love it for just the positive benefits that it gives me. So I think, you know, I just hope I can stay moving, um, and functionally athletic for the rest of my life. That that's my, my big piece. Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to keep running, um, forever, I guess. (laughs) And, and that's, that's I guess, my best long-term goal with running. But I don't think I'm going to be out there breaking any records. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that, though. All very different answers. And I think it's all still kind of related back to the goal of why we run in the first place. Um, okay, so where could someone find a run to give if they were interested in running or donating? Uh, how could they get involved?
1: You can find... Sorry, have- Sorry, you can go ahead. That's no, okay. You can go <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, you can, okay, so, okay <laughs> this is we have a website it's just run to give.ca um we have all of our information about our previous years um a little bit about all of us about the charity that we're um currently donating towards this year which is pogo by the way i don't think we mentioned that um it's a pediatric oncology group of ontario which is supporting children and their family with, uh, childhood cancer. So we have that, we have our Instagram page, which is run to give Toronto, um, on there, which is kind of where we do most of our, like communication to our community. Um, but yeah, donate at run to give Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, th- awesome. I think there's a lot of ways for people to get involved as well. If the run or walk is not your thing and you've heard this and you're, you know, I know don't want to run or do any of that. Um, you can donate very easily. That is a great one. Every, uh, every penny matters. Um, if you're not looking to donate, a simple share is also sort of goes a long way because, uh, we've been given the gift of social media in our generation and you can show something to 500 people very quickly. So, And yeah, I feel like maybe we should have given Pogo more of a shout out. Um, They are very good in the sense that um, I think I've read it on their website. They champion uh, childhood cancer care um, and they're a voice in their community, which is also sort of really aligned with how we are. Um, And yeah, they just try and provide uh, the best support and care throughout the entire uh, sort of process that... You know, children go through when they're diagnosed all the way into survivorship. So it's uh, a great cause and that could be somebody else you bring on next is uh, the Pogo crew. So, yeah.
1: And I also just wanted to emphasize that you can also walk because <laughs> we talked a lot about running and running again, we talked a lot about how it can be hard on your body. It might not be for you if you don't want to start out running right away, like you can definitely walk the 5k or 10k Whatever form of transport you want to finish that off. So yeah, it's get a group of friends and all of you guys can walk together. Like I know all my friends do that, so it's no shame in walking. So
0: yeah that's amazing and I will link all of those um the run to give website and the Instagram and pogo in the episode show notes um but I think that that's all the questions I have for you today I don't know if you want to end off the episode in any special way um to the audience just thank you so thank you much for having us <laughs> yeah I hope you guys are
1: inspired yeah. to go for a run tomorrow <laughs>
0: yeah thank you so much for having us
2: very fun. Go we'll sign up. Go we'll sign up.
0: Yes, and donate to Miranda's <laughs> area so I can meet my goal. <laughs> okay, bye.